0: Welcome to the Well podcast. We pray that this message ministers to you and blesses you as you listen. Hi everybody. So, in all honesty, I was like this is nobody's going to show up this morning. It's there's going to be like 5 of us and it's just going to be fine and little intimate and all that, that didn't happen. So, my plan is already not going my way. So, anyways. So, before we get in, and I'm going to say so and write probably a lot, and I'm going to try not to say um, but if you could give me a little grace this morning, as this is my first time doing this, I don't particularly love public speaking Um, Especially public reading. That's my least favorite thing. Um, But here I am. So if you could give me some grace this morning, that would be the best thing that you could do to help me. As well as you can laugh. You can talk to me. If I make some silly joke, you can laugh. Even if you don't think it's funny, you can laugh for me. That'll be good. Also... You can talk back to me. If you think something's good, let me know. I'd appreciate it. (laughs) So I'm going to grab my box of tricks real quick because I need them. This is the suspenseful thing that you'll have to wait and see what's inside of. And then I don't know a graceful way to jump into this, so we're jumping into it. (laughs) We're going to start off in Matthew 6, 10. If you want to turn that way. And if you know this passage, it is the Lord's Prayer. Um, And there is a specific verse that I want to read and focus on. Um, I know the, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, so forth and so on. I don't know what version that is. I assume it's the King James Version. But the line I want to focus on is, May your kingdom come and may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I think it's so interesting that God put that. It was important enough to put into this one prayer that he said, This is how you should pray. And he said, On earth as it is in heaven. So if that's in that prayer, that should be our desire, right? That should be our desire to have heaven on earth. We talk about it all the time. I'm sure it sounds a little bit like a broken record if you've been here for a little bit. But imagine... When he was fashioning this prayer, it was so important that he put it in that prayer. It's not a long prayer. I mean, I memorized it when I was little. It's, you know, it just has to be important if you put it in there. So can we agree that our desire should be that we want heaven on earth, right? All right. Thank you. That was so nice. (laughs) Okay, so... The meat of what we're going to talk about today is in Revelation um, 4, if you want to begin turning that way, if you have your Bible. I love the beginning of Revelation. Um, I think it's beautiful, and the specific chapter that I'm in is um, the vision of the throne room. So if you want to know more about the throne room, you should come to the gathering this weekend. And if you're like, I'm not sure, just come. If you're like... Oh, it's late. Just come. It's it's worth coming. Because we're going to learn how to access it and we're going to enter into the throne room. Yes. All right, we're going to read Revelation 4, 9 through 11. And it says, Whenever the living creatures gave glory and honor, Gave glory, honor, and thanks to the one who is enthroned and who lives forever and ever. The 24 elders fell face down before the one seated on the throne, and they worshiped the one who lives forever and ever. And they surrendered their crowns before the throne, singing, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory, honor, and power. For you created all things, and for your pleasure they were created and exist. So, there's a few words that I want us to focus on before we move on. And the first one is that very first sentence. Um, I was trying to think of, like, something funny, and I was like, it goes so fast. It's like you're being hit with a freight train. But I figured you would know if you got hit by a freight train. And this word, just you just fly right over it. So it's okay. Y'all didn't have to laugh at my joke. <laughs> I worked hard on that. I worked hard. So the word is whenever. And This is the definition of it. I didn't look up the biblical definition. I didn't look up the definition specifically in this context. This is just the general definition, and it is so good. It says, at whatever time, on whatever occasion, emphasizing a lack of restriction. So when the elders and the living creatures, they would come before the throne to give glory, honor, thanks, and praise to the king, they said, whatever time, wherever I am, I will praise you. And if we want heaven on earth, shouldn't this be how we model our worship and our lives? This is in my way. Shouldn't we say whenever, God, whenever you want, no matter where I am, no matter what time it is, it can be 4 a.m. I can be in a horrible mood, but I'm going to praise you, bow at your feet, lay my crowns before you, and give you glory, honor, and thanks. Right? And then the next one I want to look at is surrendered. In a lot of versions, it probably says to cast, and the Hebrew word in there actually means to cast. Another version I read says they laid it down, and the common thread between all of them is that it's voluntary action. It wasn't God demanded that you bow at his feet and you surrender your crowns. They were so, they wanted to give him so much honor and glory and thanks that they willingly bowed and cast their crowns before him. So the Hebrew word means to cast, to throw, to rush. So I like rereading the scripture in the Sophie version. And it says, whenever, without restriction of time or occasion, with no boundaries or rules from when I will enter in your presence, the living creatures gave glory, honor, and thanks to the one who is enthroned and who lives forever and ever. And the 24 elders fell face down before the one seated on the throne, and they worshiped the one who lives forever and ever. And they willingly rushed to the altar to throw their crowns at his feet. That is the way that I believe that scripture should be read. So those were your fun two tidbits, because how do you not put that in there? But we're actually going to talk about the meat. your entree meal this morning is actually going to be about these crowns that the elders had and what the meaning of a crown is and what it means to lay a crown at someone's feet, what it means to get a crown, all these things. So the meaning of a crown, and again, these are not Sadly, the Hebrew word—and this wasn't some beautiful Hebrew word that meant six other things—it was really just a crown. That's that's the word. So, I look to this day and age of what a meaning of a crown means. So, it's a circular ornamental headdress worn by a monarch as a symbol of authority, usually made or decorated with precious metals and jewels. Right? That's what we see as a crown. Um, if you've ever seen. Any king or queen wear a crown. It's beautiful. It's ornate. Sometimes it's large. They don't always wear them. Sometimes it's just for special occasions. Um, it's ceremony. Pla- it's ceremonially placed a crown on top of on the top. Of, ceremony placed a crown on the head of someone in order to invest in them as a monarch. That one was rough, y'all. Thank you for talking back to me. I appreciate it. (laughs) So the word crown means a reward, a victory, or mark of honor. So I think it's interesting that the elders, they wanted to give glory, honor, and thanks. Those are the three words it uses there. And to give someone a crown is to literally show honor. It's to give them honor. And so that's exactly what they were doing in this scripture was they were giving honor to the king of kings. What a crown symbolizes. So we've gone through their meaning, but what do they kind of symbolize when you have given it or it's worn? And it's a crown is an ornament worn on the head, symbolizing authority, legitimacy, or victory. Oh, that one's so good. Keep that one in your back pocket because we're going to come back to it. And then, what does it mean when someone gives you a crown? Because in Revelation 4 4, which is back in the chapter of Revelation that we're in, it says, Encircling the great throne were 24 thrones with elders in glistening white garments. Pause there. They were in glistening white garments. White is purity. They were purified. Their cup had been washed from the inside out. Okay, back to it. Each wearing a golden crown of victory. So they had this golden crown of victory. And there's so much meaning into those crowns that we're going to dive into in just a minute. But when someone gives you a crown, they are giving you power, authority of that king, queen, or region. So when God gave the elders this crown, he was giving them the authority that he had. And the power that he had, that his kingdom has. I thought it was good too. So, the elders were given a crown. They were given the authority of the king of kings. So, who are these elders? What do they represent? All those things. We're going to go over to First Peter 5, 1-ish. We're going to start in 1. Because we need to know who these elders are, what they represent. And um, in the beginning of Peter, he does a good job, I think, of kind of explaining what an elder is. And he says, now I encourage you as an elder, an eyewitness of the sufferings of Christ and the one who shares in the glory that is about to be unveiled. I urge you, my fellow elders among you, to be compassionate shepherds. And it goes on and it lists these attributes that you should be. But in the beginning of that, he says, now I encourage you as an elder. So this is Peter talking, and he refers to himself as an elder. And in the footnotes. Some of the best part of the Bibles in the footnotes it said Peter had already identified himself as an apostle, first one chapter one, but now he takes the humble position equal to that of a local church elder. Peter's identification with the church elders becomes a powerful example of true spiritual leadership. So when Peter said i I am an elder, he humbled himself he said. Look, I know I have been this and this, but really I am just one of you. I am just walking alongside of you. I am it's the act of humbling yourself. And it also speaks to spiritual maturity. Um I was trying to figure out how to define spiritual maturity for you, but I think it's so different for every person in your walk that you are with Jesus. But I think if you can recognize that you're spiritually mature, then you're probably spiritually mature. Um, And that seems backwards and confusing. But um, when Peter called himself an elder, he was spiritually mature enough to know that I need to humble myself for whoever he was writing to, to be able to get what they needed to get. So I think that speaks back to our elders in Revelation They had humbled themselves before God. They were spiritually mature enough to know that He was the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Okay. So, in verse four that we read in chapter four, it said that they had been given a golden crown of victory. And I love the golden crown of victory, it's so beautiful. Because if we say that we are the elders in this chapter, just go with me. If we are the elders, we are we are humbled before the Lord. We know that He is the King of Kings, that He reigns forever. And He then has given us these golden crowns of victory. And so He is placing them on your head. And so we know what a crown means. We know that when you're given a crown, you're given the authority and the power of that king, queen, or region. Well, you have been given a crown from Jesus. So you have his authority and his power in his kingdom. I know it's good. So gold. What does gold represent? Colors, numbers, metals. They mean a lot of different things. And so gold is... Well, known as a precious metal, high, valuable, and sought after. It is high, valuable, and sought after. So, this I think was Jesus. He said, My dear son, my daughter, I am gifting you this golden crown of victory because you reign from a victorious place. And I want you to know that I am always seeking after you and that you are highly valued that is what he was saying when he is given these crowns we are the elders in this chapter and he says that he gave them these golden crowns of victory because they were highly sought after and valued and victorious they were victorious so in my box of fun tricks i have a representation for us of the golden crown of victory I saw this off Amazon, and I thought it was so cute. I just got to say, it was so pretty. I could not get it. Yeah, thank you. It is pretty. I think it's also interesting. I wanted to get a different one, but I asked my mother which one she thought was pretty, and she said the gold one. So I decided to get the gold one before I did all this studying. Thank you. Anyways, isn't it pretty? So this is going to represent our golden crown of victory. It has been made by the King of Kings. It's been fashioned specifically for you. I think um, I had this image in my head of, Man, is God sitting up there and he's like, oh, this this is going to be Valerie's crown. I'm going to I'm going to add a little bit of blue cuz she loves blue or whatever. He's sitting there like, oh, I need to oh, she's got a little bit smaller head. Let's make it a little bit smaller. Whatever it might be. I believe that he's fashioned them each for you individually. It's you're not just another mass multitudes. You're the one from that 99 and it he says that in the meaning of these crowns, that you are highly valuable. You are so valuable that he has fashioned this crown just for you. I want you all to be able to look at it. You need to see your value and your worth while we continue on. There you go. Enjoy. This side of the room can't see it. There you go. Okay. So whose crown are you wearing? Now, you might be like, what are you talking about? We've, we just learned that, that. That's the crown that we're wearing. That, that is the one that we're wearing. And although that is the one that you are intended to wear, that is not always the one that we choose to wear. So we're going to flip over to John 3.31. Can I have my water? It's somewhere over there. Thank you. Okay. So in John three thirty one, it says, For the one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks from the natural realm. Makes sense. Earth, earth, natural realm. It's like adding one plus one. But the one who comes from above is above everything and speaks of the highest realm of all. Now, that one is, okay, so we're in a higher up realm. We're in the heavenly realm. And so if we reside there, we reign from there, then that's what we're going to speak. But see, there's two options. There's the option of earth is earth is natural realm. And that's sometimes what we want to act in, is in our flesh, is in our natural earthly self. We want to make our own crown, to rule our own kingdom, because we want to build our kingdom here, right now, because that's what the world has told us to do. It's told us to do what makes you feel happy, don't care about anything else. Enjoy your moment. So, back in my box of tricks... It's fun to make that noise. I have my crown that I made. I cut it out all by myself. I hot glued it together because I couldn't find a glue stick. Isn't it pretty? I even found a little pin marker and put a little metallic etching on it because I thought it was cute. So this is my crown. I even made it so I could wear it, and I'll put it on just for y'all's enjoyment. See? Okay. Okay. Yes, get a picture. So this is another realm. This is another place of which we can reign from. We can reign from my kingdom. I made this crown. This is me. I'm going to do what I want when I want and build my kingdom. Right? Or we can reign from the place of a heavenly realm, wearing our golden crown of victory, our highly sought-after, highly valued crown of victory. So what crown are you wearing? And I'm, I'm not asking you to, if it's a little convicting, I hope it's Jesus. And if you're not a little convicted, well, then you must have some secret that I don't know about. Because even I was. I was reading this, and I was studying it, and I was like, wow, we really do want to put on our own crown. Because I worked hard to make that kind of. (laughs) I googled how to make that and I cut it out. I made the design myself. I want to build my kingdom. I want to build this crown and this kingdom because it's for me. Yeah? And so I'm asking you to reflect on your life of what crown do you wear. Do you wear your kingdom and your crown for yourself or do you wear the golden crown of victory? you highly sought after, highly valued golden crown of victory. <laughs> so we also talked about how you can give a crown and how Jesus has given us this crown. And in the same way, you can give away your crowns to your kingdom. But here's the difference. When God gave us his golden crown of victory, I'm going to come down here. When God gave us this crown... He gave us the power and authority of his kingdom, right? That's what we read. That's what we read the meaning of crowns are. In his kingdom, we have the power to heal the blind, raise the dead, declare that you are healed, and you are healed in Jesus' name. We have the power to send angels out on a mandate and a mission. We did that, oh, it feels like a long time ago right now, but there was 32-ish. There were 32 Angels that we were able to send out specifically on a mandate. God said, wherever you you send them, they'll go. And so we have that power and authority because this is the kingdom that we have, that we reside in. Or that we should reside in. But see, here's my crown. I should have made it a little bit more sturdy. Here's our crown. And see, I made this so I have the power to give it away. Nate, you want to come help me? It's fun. I get to call them people. So I have made this crown, and I now have the authority to give the power and authority of my kingdom away. The thing is, I'm the only one that resides in my kingdom. I'm the only one that reigns in my kingdom. So when I give away my power, my authority, can you put it on? It might not fit. Yeah, that works. Okay, so now he, I've given away my authority and my power the authority and power of my kingdom to him, but I'm the only one that he has any authority or any power over because I'm the only one that resides in my kingdom. So here's the thing: Hi, we talked about how he loves touching. So I'm like, oh, I think I think I'm gonna go to church. I'm gonna go to church, but oh, oh, I'm, I'm not feeling too well. My, I've given away my power and my authority to my feelings and my emotions. Oh, let's go this way. There's prayer tonight. Oh. Oh, I've given away the authority to my kids. Oh, that one hurts a little. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go this way. I want to go this way. I want to go this way. Oh, I've given away the authority of my kingdom to my brother, and he doesn't want me to go. Thank you. So, we can give away the authority of our lives to other things. Your feelings, your emotions, your spouse, your animals. I know a lot of y'all have farms. Your kids. That one's a touchy subject. So that's why I said it. (laughs) So, So you can't wear two crowns at one time. You can't build two kingdoms at the same time. You can't reside in two realms at the same time. And that one can be a little confusing because your flesh is here, but we live in the heavenly kingdom realm. Yes? So if I am wearing my golden victory crown, I put this one on too. If I'm wearing this crown, I cannot wear my other one. I cannot wear my, the me crown, the, my, the me, myself, and I kingdom crown. I cannot reside there. I cannot reign there if I'm wearing this crown. It's, I tried putting both of these on at the same time just to see if I could even do it. It's very, very hard. I'm not going to attempt it with one hand. But if I'm wearing this crown, y'all just got that breath right in the microphone. But if I'm wearing this crown, I cannot wear my golden victory crown. It just doesn't work. I can't wear two crowns at the same time. And you can't build two kingdoms at the same time. You may think that, or you may, attempt to build God's kingdom, but give yourself the glory. And if you do that, you're still not building his kingdom. The one cancels out the other. There's some mathematical term for that, right? You're so helpful. So, you belong to the heavenly realm. But where do you reign from? Thanks. Okay. You belong to heaven, the heavenly realm, but where do you reign from? I know I don't always reign from heaven, although I strive to and I will declare it over my life and my generation and everyone I'm around. I probably oftentimes, probably more times than not, I reign from this. I reign with my crown because I'm tired, have an emotional week, whatever it might be. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to do this. Uh, I probably should have smiled at that person in the store, but I didn't feel like it, so I wasn't going to. Or you hear a little knock, because he's always knocking on that door. He's always seeking after you. He's going, hey, hey, you you should go to church today, but nope, I'm being pulled back over here because I'm in my kingdom. So, your crown is only as good as the kingdom it's under, or the maker of the crown. So, this was mine, that I really made made it pretty and cute, and this is the best that I could do. I mean, I probably could have done a little bit better, but this is about all I can do. I can't, you know, cast it in metal. I can't inlay jewels in it. I can't do all these things to make my crown sturdy. Just as in life, I am going to make my kingdom to the best of my abilities. But when you look at God's, man, yours looks like that paper crown. Let's go to James 1:12. It says, if your faith remains strong, even while surrounded by life difficulties, you will continue to experience the untold blessings of God. True happiness comes as you pass the test with faith and receive the victor's crown of life, promised to every lover of God. So, if your faith remains strong, even while surrounded by life difficulties, and the translation for today is if you remain in the heavenly realm, You will continue to experience the untold blessings of God. True happiness comes as you pass the test of faith while remaining, by remaining in the heavenly realm. You will receive a victor's crown of life promised to every lover. Every lover. Each one of you are promised a crown. Oh, no. It's fine. Small puddle. I knew that was going to happen. I was like, I'm going to knock my water over. So it says, if your faith remains strong, even not surrounded by life difficulties. So I have a little object lesson because I think they're fun. So this is our crown. And um, I have life in this, in my bag of tricks. It's, um, it's my economics book from this last year i thought it was fitting economics you know life all the things of life but this is the weight, the pressure that life has things are hard sometimes it's okay to say things are hard sometimes and they're really hard if you're trying to reign from your kingdom they're not as hard if you reign from the kingdom from the kingdom of jesus So something crazy happens in life, and this is life. And this is your crown, your kingdom, and this is what happens. Right? This is what happens because, one, our kingdom, I'm the best maker of my kingdom, and I'm not a very good maker. I'm the authority of my kingdom, and I don't always have good authority, especially not when I'm reigning with Jesus. This is the power of my kingdom. I don't have any on my own. I don't have any. Okay? So this is your kingdom now. This is what your kingdom has become. Because you've chosen to reign here. You've chosen to give glory here. This is where you put your time and your effort. And this is what happens to it. Because things come up when God calls you to do something, when... There's a situation. There's going to be some pressure. There was a scripture we were talking about in the car the other day. And it says, um, pressed but not crushed. Well, you were crushed if you were reigning from your kingdom. But this, let's try with this kingdom. Let's just see what happens, you know. So this is, this is God's kingdom. This is where we're reigning. This is what we've chosen chosen to build. We've given glory and honor and thanks to this kingdom. And so... Here comes life again in all of its weight. This is the kingdom that I want to stand on. I'm sorry. There's your there's your options. Which would you like? So, let's go back to where we started. In Revelation four nine through ten and it says whenever without time constraint without any constraint whatsoever the living creatures give glory and honor thank and thanks to the one who is enthroned and who lives forever and ever his kingdom will forever stand forever and ever and ever and so on forever and the twenty-four elders fell face down before the one seated on the throne. I think this is interesting that it, it's like the moment they entered into his presence that they fell. It wasn't a God demanded or he cast them down to fall. It was a, oh, I can't stand in your presence, God, so I'm going to bow. Your weight, your presence is so overwhelming that I will bow. Kind of like when you bow your kingdom before him. And the 24 elders fell face down before the one seated on the throne. And they worshiped the one who lives forever and ever. His kingdom continues on forever and ever. And they surrendered their crowns before the throne. And then they sang their song. Can you surrender this crown? Can you surrender this crown before him? It's really messed up. Can you lay this before him and surrender it? We talked in the beginning about the when you give a crown, it gives the authority and the power of that king, queen, monarch, region. And so when I give him this crown, I'm saying you have authority over me. You have power over me. You are the monarch of you are the monarch over my life as I'm not building my kingdom anymore. That is what the elders were saying. So they had, I think there's two contexts in this, because one, they gave their crowns, but then also they laid the crowns that Jesus had just given them, their golden victory crowns before the throne. And that confused me for a while. i got to be real. I was like, Jesus, why, why would you give them the, these crowns and then they give them back to you? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, you just gave them to them like three verses earlier, and now they're giving them back. But you just gave it to them. Why would they give it back? And so this is one of the reasons I believe that they gave it back. So close your eyes for a minute and imagine something that you want in life. Imagine something materialistic. Just go. It can be anything. It can be the most far-reaching thing. Take a minute. Figure it out what it is. It can be the cure for cancer if you want that. It can be to see your family in church. Okay, now open your eyes. Now imagine someone gave that to you, that they gave it to you. They said, here, here you go. They said, that's lost son and daughter that you've been praying for for years. Look, I brought them back. And then being so thankful and so overwhelmed that you want to lay it, give it back to them, that you want to give them honor and glory for the gift that they gave you and give it back to them. So let's say it is a family member, and they come back to the heavenly realm, and then imagine saying, here, Jesus, I'm so glad that they're back with me, but you can have them because I am so thankful that I want to honor you and give you glory for this. And that's what I believe the elders were doing with their golden victory crowns. There are many scriptures where it talks about how this crown is promised to each and every lover of Jesus. We read that. And they were so thankful and overwhelmed with gratitude that they wanted to honor this person so badly that they laid it back, they gave it back to him. The other reason is that although they may have quote unquote worked for it, they didn't work for themselves, they worked for him. So although you wear this crown you are not building your kingdom. They were building his the entire time. And so when they brought that crown, oh, imagine being able to take this beautiful crown and lay it before the feet of Jesus. And this is just a $20 one off of Amazon. I mean, come on. Imagine how beautiful a crown could be. I mean, have you ever seen the crowns? um, I've only seen In England, the crowns that the royal family wears, they're elaborate, they're beautiful, they're protected, you know, only a few people can touch them, and, you know, I imagine that thing's probably pretty heavy. But to be so thankful and so much gratitude to say that every victory I have won is only because of you, so I give it back. I give it back to you because it was never mine in the first place. It was never my possession or my accolade to put on my wall. So we're going to go to 1 Corinthians 9:24, and I'm sorry Nate cuz I think I'm reading I'm reading all the way to 27. You're welcome. I gave you a real detailed list. 1 Corinthians 9, 24. Isn't it obvious that all runners on a racetrack keep running to win, but only one receives the victor's prize? Yet each one of you must run the race to be victorious. A true athlete will be disciplined in every respect, practicing constant self-control in order to win a laurel wreath that quickly withers away. But we run our race to win a victor's crown that'll last forever. For that reason, I don't just run for exercise or box like one throwing aimless punches, but I train like a champion athlete. I have to do my body and get it under my control so that after the preaching the good news to others, I myself won't be disqualified. See, this These are our actions in these two realms. If you run the race for your kingdom, you are running just to win that laurel wreath that'll wither and die, just like this crown got crushed. But I declare over my life and my generation, every person in here, that you will be a true athlete. You will be disciplined in every respect practicing constant self-control in order to win the victor's crown. So the elders, which is us, they ran the race to have a crown to lay at his feet. They ran to win for him. They didn't run for them, but they ran for him. And this victory crown is promised to each of you. So you don't have to run like you've already lost. Because you run like you've already won. So do y'all want to stand? And Lucas? let's read that scripture one more time, shall we? In Revelation. And whenever the living creatures gave glory and honor and thanks to the one who is enthroned and who lives forever, the 24 elders fell face down before the one seated on the throne, and they worshiped the one who lives forever and ever, and they surrendered their crowns before the throne. So, Surrender your crown. Run for his so that you can give it back to him. So I'm going to have you repeat after me. I know some people don't like the whole repeat after me thing. Too bad. (laughs) Say, I run to win. Not for me, but for the king of kings. That is how we run. And I fight not by throwing aimless punches, but I fight face down. That's why the elders bowed. It's because that's how they fought. That's how they ran, face down. If you've ever seen like, um, I don't know, they always say don't turn your back on the predator because they'll attack you if you turn your back. It'll show weakness. So if the enemy is back here, I say I'm gonna fight face down I'm not looking where he is but I'm fighting face down so God has given you a crown and it's a golden crown of victory he's saying that you're victorious highly sought after and highly valued he loves you so much that he is constantly seeking and knocking after you That is your identity and that is the kingdom of which you reside and you reign from so today we're going to walk out of this room building his kingdom we're going to walk out of this room wearing this golden crown of victory all the way through your lunch and after church nap you are wearing this golden crown of victory not this not this sad thing that I made. I run to win for Jesus, not for me. So I'm gonna pray. God, we thank you that we fight like we are victorious, that we fight face down, that we don't throw aimless punches or just run for exercise. Who wants to do that? but we run to win and we fight face down so that we will have this beautiful crown to lay at your feet. I give you my kingdom crown and say that you have all authority and power over my life, that you are the monarch that reigns over my life. I don't give away my authority and my power to anyone else, but to you and only you. When you say go, I'll say where to. When you say jump, I'll say how high. Because that is the kingdom and the realm from which I reside. And I declare it over every person in this room that they are victorious. That they fight face down and that they reign with a golden crown of victory. So God, we thank you that you have showed us our identity. That you have showed us that we don't have to reign from us and be crushed under the weight of life but that we reign from you oh god we give you glory and honor and thanks in jesus name amen we want to thank you for listening in today at the will we believe in cultivating a culture for more of God. Wherever you are in your relationship and walk with God, we believe that there is always more for those who diligently seek after him. If you would like to find out more, please check out our website at thewellmichigan.com and connect with us on social media.